Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Forever. I used to think that this was my town What a stupid thing to think I hear you biting off a brain now I myself am on the brain I used to want to be a real man I don't know what that even means Now I just want you in my arms again And we can search each other's dreams What's up, 3Bs? What's up, Diamond Dogs? What's up, Athletic Gerbils? It's Rhea Butcher, the host of Three Swings. A podcast about baseball and some other things. Um, hope everybody's hanging in there. I feel like it's uh, every day is daunting. Every day is fun. Every day is sad. Every day is joyful. It's uh, kind of like normal, except this is what's normal now. Um, I am also fully aware it's always been like this, um, but you know, this many people without jobs and a, a completely new sort of overnight culture um we haven't really experienced the people that i'm speaking with right now at least i haven't um so it's taken some getting used to i decided last night or yesterday rather to shave my head or buzz it sorry uh i've been using the wrong terminology to me this is shaving my head it's down to i have no hair so but i also have hair it's not down to the skin so, you know, I apologize if I get the haircut terminology incorrect. Um, to me, I shaved all my hair off, but whatever. <laughs> um, so I did that. That was pretty fun. It's very different. Uh, I'm not used to it. It looks, I've always wanted to do it. So I figured why not? You know, what better time? I can't, uh, it's not going to keep me from getting any jobs because <laughs> there's no jobs to really get that my appearance would have an effect on. So I figured just go for it. Um, what else is going on in my life? Uh, let's see. I'm reading a little bit more. Um, I'm, uh, it's gotten really hot in LA. We've got our first heat wave this weekend. So I, it really, my house has no air conditioning. I have units, but it's not like centrally cooled. So, um, it, the, the house does get, really hot really quick um and it's kind of powerful how quickly it just like knocks me right out um i did drive today for the first time in a long time i haven't really i've left the house here and there but really not much and i haven't really driven 
um, in about 42 days. Today was the first day that I left like my neighborhood, basically. Um, like I drove to a friend's house to help her give an injection to her elderly dog. Uh, but I had to take Murph to the vet today uh, because he has an injury to his dew claw, which is like a thumb pad, basically. He has almost the identical injury to both sides on his front paws. Um, and it's because he's too athletic and he like tore it and then he wouldn't stop licking it. So now he's got a cone on, um, which is just like, I feel like everybody's really feeling the quarantine, you know, when it rains, when it rains, it cones. And so I took him to the vet and I got in my car and looked at my windshield and it had a foot long crack in it. Um, and that's funny because it's had a chip in it for about six years but I guess because my car has been sitting for so long and like the temperatures are just, it was just sitting and the temperatures were shifting so dramatically, um, it uh, cracked. <laughs> so now I probably got to replace my windshield, um, but I'm not driving very much. So it doesn't really present an issue other than it's in my vision. Um, so like, I guess I'm not going to spend $250 if I don't have to. It's just like kind of like, what do you what are what are we doing? You know, I don't know. Uh it's it's strange to go get groceries because you have to plan for an hour of cleaning your groceries before you take them into your house. I just uh I hope everybody's staying safe out there and I hope everybody's doing their best. You know, if if you are able to stay home, please do it. Don't go do things that you don't need to. Um, but also like take care of your mental health, you know. I don't know. Uh we went for a drive yesterday to go see poppies. There are other people there. So we didn't stick around, but it was really nice to just like go see something um, because I legit have not left my house. <laughs> I went to pick up groceries at Whole Foods uh, because the options for food, it's kind of always shifting. And that was that was what was working that day. And that was the first place that I went into in, uh, I think, 36 days. Um, and I have not gone in anywhere since then. Um my vet just came out, picked up my dog and brought, brought him back to the car. They probably like love that. Um, and I'm sorry about my neighbors. They, I have neighbors who are just in constantly making noise. If they're not doing yard work, then they're building something. And if they're not building something, they're doing yard work. And if they're not doing yard work, then they're hosting like 40 kids in their backyard. It's just like they're in a perpetual state of noise making. Um, and they're just still doing their thing. <laughs> um, I have been playing the show quite a bit. Uh, I've gotten kind of addicted to it, I guess, but it's really taking the place of baseball for me. I've been playing a road to the show. Uh, I was hitting really well. I'm hitting like 380 right now, but I've gone on a, a pretty bad skid. I, I, I was hitting like 400 for a little bit. It is on beginner. Um, what else? Uh trying to make things, made some simple syrup, uh, was given a very delicious carrot cake. Um, also shout out to Sean Doolittle's Grateful Dead, uh, baseball glove. Um, that thing was very cool. Um, just wanted to say that. So there you go. Uh, thanks to everybody who's still listening to this with its sporadic and erratic time drops. I apologize. I'm doing my best. Uh, and I'm hoping to get some guests on, um, there's, it's, it's hard to get guests to talk about baseball when there's no baseball to talk about. So, uh, and also everybody's 
I feel like everybody's schedule is even crazier because everybody's hustling to get work. And most of the people that I would have on this podcast are people who are freelancers anyways. And so I feel like freelancers have even crazier schedules right now um, because they have options for working. (laughs) So uh, we'll be back right after this um, with the episode. Great. That was some great ads. Some great ad reads. Really ought to hire that person for this show. All right. So first up, and sorry if there's any background noise, uh, my dog is also wearing a cone now. I think I told you that up top. I took a very long break in between the beginning and this part to eat some Hava corn chips. You guys had those? They are, holy shit, very delicious. Very grateful for those. Happy birthday to Omar Vizquel. Um, One of my favorite players growing up. My mom sent me the Instagram and uh, it was video of him doing like the craziest transfer I've ever seen. And I just didn't even realize it's one of the crazy. Just go to the Instagram and watch it. It's pretty, pretty great. Love that guy. Um, So the old ball game, which is the live stream that me and Greg Nix and Waylon McQueen are trying to get off the ground and our Patreon. I've got some info for both of those things. We're looking into streaming alternatives for this Sunday, which fingers crossed will happen. Um, and we'll announce details as soon as we've got them. We're going to take another swing at the 1995 ALDS game five. So please stay tuned to the three swings, Twitter. And you can also follow at old ball game show on Twitter for updates. Also, if you want to join in on the fun or just support what we're doing here on Three Swings, we have set up a Patreon at patreon.com slash three swings. The first live stream that we do, fingers crossed for this weekend, will be free and available to the public. And after the weekly, after that, the weekly live streams will only be available for you as a Patreon subscriber. And we've also got a merch discount code up on Patreon right now, so you can grab some Three Swings merch at 25% off. And we'll continue to think of ways to say thank you for your support because we really, really, really do appreciate it and it helps us in making this show. I I truly am grateful that you're listening to this show, that you enjoy it, that you love it. Um, And I'm sorry we don't have any baseball, but I'll be here in whatever capacity I am capable of doing it and we will get through this together. So I I truly do fully appreciate your support. Uh, So first up... As you probably guessed it, we've got the Alex Cora suspension. Source is MLB itself. On this one, Commissioner Rob Manfred announced on Wednesday that Red Sox manager Alex Cora will be suspended through the conclusion of the 2020 postseason for his conduct as bench coach for the Houston Astros in 2017. Cora, who you know, managed the Red Sox to a World Series championship his first season at the helm in 2018. The Red Sox and Cora decided it was best to mutually part ways in January due to the manager's heavy involvement in the Astros sign-stealing operation. When the results of the Astros sign-stealing investigation were announced on January 13th, doesn't that feel like a decade ago? (laughs) Manfred said at the time he was withholding discipline on Cora until he completed his sign-stealing investigation into the 2018 Red Sox. Manfred issued results of that investigation on Wednesday and didn't find Cora had committed any wrongdoing with Boston. 
which I find to be absolutely staggeringly incorrect. It's impossible. Cora released the following statement through ESPN on Wednesday night. So this is Cora here. I am relieved that these MLB investigations are concluded. Of course you are. And that Commissioner Manfred has released his finding that I did not violate any MLB rules as a member of the Red Sox organization in 2018 or 2019. I am grateful for the commissioner's thoughtful and thorough investigation relating to my conduct as Red Sox manager. I also take full responsibility for the role I played along with others in the Astros violations of MLB rules in 2017. The collective conduct of the Astros organization in 2017 was unacceptable and I respect and accept the commissioner's discipline for my past actions. The Red Sox said that the, that the events of Wednesday didn't change anything about their separation with Cora that was established in January. At the time that we parted ways with Alex, we were clear that that was a result of his role and what happened with the Astros and everything the investigation over there revealed said Red Sox chief baseball officer Heim Bloom on Wednesday it had nothing to do with what may or may not have occurred in Boston, and that's still the case. All the reasons we parted ways then are still the case. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, I can't imagine that you are a major part of a sign-stealing operation in an organization that wins a World Series using it, and then you go on the very next year to manage a team that uh, wins 108 games and then also wins the World Series and is caught sign-stealing, and you had nothing to do with it. Um, I do believe that... Every team is sign stealing in some way. There are legal amounts of sign stealing. Um, what the Red Sox did was implement sign stealing within, like electronic sign stealing, within the legal realm of sign stealing, which I guess is why they think it's okay. And they also said that one guy did it in the video room, and he's been suspended for a year. I think his last name is Watkins. And he's allowed to come back in a year. And also, just like everybody, hello, this is... What kind of luck could you have possibly prayed for that you get caught in the in the biggest, like, the biggest dramatic, like, scandal in baseball? That, that to me, we will look back on this time. It's going to take a while. But we will look back on this time and go, wow, that was a crazy time in baseball. And I don't know about those World Series because I don't think that people are just going to magically forget. They will not forget because the sign-stealing scandal walked right into this pandemic and they will be forever linked together for for time, the rest of time. We will never not talk about both of them in baseball, at least. Who knows in the culture at large? Because like the culture at large, I don't know how much it cares about these kinds of things in baseball, but... They will be linked forever in the minds of baseball players. And these guys are getting off so easy because they're being suspended from baseball at a year when baseball is suspended. What, what, else, could, what else could go right for these guys? 
in terms of that. Like they'll all just come back and play next year if we're playing baseball next year, which I don't know that we will be. And I'm not trying to say that to be fatalistic. I'm just prepared. I see people on Twitter say things like, man, I'm supposed to do this for six more months. Like get ready for like two more years. You know, like this is not gonna, this is not gonna change overnight. And there's not going to be some day magically when somebody snaps their fingers and we all just go back to life how it was. It's just not how it's going to be. Like the way that we're living our lives now is, is an extreme version of the new normal. Like we will settle into life where we have jobs but it's not going to look anything like it used to. And we will be maybe watching baseball games with nobody in the audience next year. Like, I don't think we're going to watch baseball this year. And I haven't been able to bring myself to the baseball that is available because it just feels something about watching. It just feels, I don't know, like it's going to make me more sad to watch it than if I just don't watch it. (laughs) I don't, and I don't know if that's right. I don't know if my assessment is correct. Um, but it does feel like if I just stay the course and, and realize like, yeah, baseball. And also I just realized like how much of my fandom of baseball itself is based on characters I'm already incredibly familiar with. You know, I watched like a Nolan Arenado, like five minute clip of his best plays. And I'm like, that's what I want to watch. I want to watch that guy. And, and I'm open to watching as much baseball as possible, but like, I just miss it. And maybe it's a tantrum, but I, it's just like, I want to watch the baseball that I want to watch and not anything else. And so I don't know, but, um, I just can't imagine. It's so funny that these guys are so willing to, Oh, Oh yes. I, Oh yeah. I, this, I accept this punishment. Like it's barely a punishment. It's barely anything, especially now, because you're being suspended from something that doesn't exist. So, like, good for you. You know, you did it, man. You cheated and you won. And then the commissioner doesn't want to ruffle any feathers and he wants to keep his product secure. And I've heard, like, rumors that MLB is, like, cozying up to Vegas and gambling operations. And they want to make sure that the product that people are gambling on is not, you know tainted. Um, and so of course they don't want to make it look bad. They don't want to tear the cover off. And also if they really tore the cover off, then they'd have to investigate everybody. And they don't want to do that because that would take time and it'd be tedious. And Manfred is just a corporate fixer anyway. So this is what he's doing. He's fixing a corporation. So, I mean, I just don't think it's just funny because like anybody, and I'm not even, this is what's so funny about baseball fandom, or at least mine in particular. I became a Dodger fan by living here and going to games and having friends who were Dodger fans and, you know, falling in love with particular players and the team and just like also happening to be here when they put together, you know, two really spectacular postseason runs and then one really tremendous season that flattened out at the last minute because of some poor management, in my opinion. Um, but also just like not, here's the thing about the Washington nationals. That is, that is the most purely one world series of this decade for sure. And I know there's Cubs fans that are going to be upset with me, but like they, they beat a team that had every advantage. They beat a team that had every advantage. So that's a pure win for me. And like, I think the other thing that I'm trying to take out of it is that uh, 
when somebody tells you, hey, man, this team is like they're doing crazy shit and uh, you really got to protect your pitchers, you like, listen, if somebody's like, hey, man, watch out, they're 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 stealing signs. We don't know how, but like they have some crazy shit over there in Houston. I just feel like Dave Roberts was like, eh, we, we we're better than that. And like, yes, it's good to like believe in your players and your ability and your players ability and your team's ability and what you've got going for you. But if you're so convinced that everybody, that, that nobody's doing these bad things, like it's very, I don't think you have to like judge other people and assume everyone is a villain, but if people are telling you, Hey, this is what's going on. You should probably believe it if you want to win a world series. And I feel like that's on him, you know, and, and the management staff, like not just Dave Roberts. I don't want to, but they didn't listen and they didn't pay any attention. And he made some really dumb mistakes in the, in the game five of the ALD or of the NLDS. But what my point was, the Dodgers don't suck. They lost two World Series to two teams that were known cheaters. So I just think it is what it is. It is what it is. But when people go off about how bad the Dodgers are, it's just not going to matter much because of this, I guess. And that's up to me or, and my mind might change about it, but who knows? Um, and then we'll end with, we got short episodes these days because there's not a lot of baseball going on. Uh, the majority of Major League Baseball teams to pay operating staffs through May. And the source on this is ESPN. I did just see today that Cleveland is paying um, all of their full-time employees. And the, their senior executive staff is foregoing a lot of their pay to pay all these people. They also wanted to extend this to like part-time and like contract workers. However... All those people were able to make more money on unemployment um, than they would be paid by them, which is sad. It is it is sad, you know, but also I don't like the spin that's happening in the world where like people are like, oh, these people, they can make more on unemployment. It's like, yeah, yeah, because this is not a normal situation that <laughs> we have like 20, like 16 million people unemployed right now. We have to pay people more than a living wage period and also on unemployment because I don't know, I, there's nothing's open. Nobody can work anywhere. People have to pay their bills and buy groceries and that's it. That's it. Nobody can go to work because they might die. So it's like kind of important. And I encourage everybody to keep their eyes open about that because I cannot believe, but also am not shocked by the fact that the whole like unemployment, unemployment, like everybody on unemployment is lazy and just like, it's like, no, that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. And nine times out of 10, that's not what's happening. Do I know people that were like pulling fraud on those things growing up? Absolutely. Is that the case for everybody? Absolutely not. So don't let people convince you that that's what's happening right now because literally everyone is unemployed and I cannot believe it. Uh, this past Monday, April 20th, uh, 420, Major League Men's Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manford told a wide swath of the sports staffers that I fully anticipate baseball will return this season. The dude just can't. He's just constantly wrong. Uh, that same day, more than half the teams in the league pledged to pay, pay baseball operations staffs through at least the end of May. Sources familiar with teams' dealings told ESPN. However... 
Some of the game's biggest market and highest revenue teams, including the New York Yankees, Los Angeles Dodgers, New York Mets, and reigning World Series champion Washington Nationals, have not yet given employees assurances of pay- payment through May, according to sources. I do believe the Dodgers, in, since printing of this paperwork, have said as much. However, I'm not sure on the other teams. Amid a financial crunch, crunch that has left some front offices fearing layoffs and furloughs, Manfred told managers, coaches, and other baseball operations workers that he planned to suspend their uniform employee contracts on May 1, according to a copy of the email he sent that was obtained by ESPN. The move to suspend the contracts first reported by The Athletic was long anticipated, and it allows teams to stop paying employees covered by them. In the email, Manfred pointed to the lack of revenue from tickets, concessions, broadcasting, licensing, and sponsorships, and said, In the absence of games, these revenue streams will be lost or substantially reduced, and clubs will not have sufficient funds to meet their financial obligations. Manfred is always, oh God, what a jerk. Nevertheless, 18 teams have told baseball operations employees that they will be paid through May. Some of all of those teams could decide to pay employees beyond May. Additionally, the San Diego Padres told baseball operations employees that they will be paid through the end of the scheduled season. Though a number will take pay cuts that one employee deemed very reasonable. The teams that informed baseball operations employees that they will receive paychecks through May include the Arizona Diamondbacks, Atlanta, Boston Red Sox, Chicago Cubs, Chicago White Sox, Cincinnati Reds, Colorado Rockies, Detroit Tigers, Houston Astros, Kansas City Royals, Miami Marlins, Milwaukee Brewers, Minnesota Twins, Philadelphia Philadelphia Phillies, San Francisco Giants, Seattle Mariners, St. Louis Cardinals, and... Toronto Blue Jays, according to sources. Cleveland is also in that list, and I, as I said, I do believe Los Angeles is also in that list. Um, you know, I hope that concessions workers are able to file for unemployment. I hope they're able to get health care. It is, you know, I started up top talking about missing baseball and throwing a tantrum, and it's like, it is a, it is a real thing in my mind, you know? Um, I am allowed to miss the things that I miss, However, that is not what runs the show, and I got to remember that there's a lot more at stake here that, than just me not being able to see a thing I want to see. Um, and I just, I don't know, this is a quick episode. I'm actually kind of losing my voice, not for any health reason. I just sometimes when I do the podcast, I get this, I don't know, it's, it's strange. My voice gets weird, and I, then I like kind of can't talk. Um, so I am going to wrap it up, but I, I just hope that everybody is staying safe, being kind to each other. Um, you know, you really, it's just, it's literally one day at a time and sometimes it's moment to moment. You know, I've been talking with one of my friends and, um, for us, we've both found that it is literally moment to moment and, um, just try not to live in reactions and, You know, I don't know that I need to be on the internet very much. I don't know that any of us needs to be on the internet. There's just a lot of, there's a lot on there and it hurts. And, um, I just don't need to keep going to a place that I get hurt all the time. You know, I can, I can keep going to this place and saying, stop hurting me, or I can stop going to the place so much, you know? And it's on each of us to do that. It has taken me 37 years to learn that 
it's taken me 37 years to even understand that, to even be open to the idea of that, that I can't change Twitter, that I can't change social media, that I can't change comedy, that I can't change all these people, you know? It's silly. I know it sounds so silly to say like, oh, I think I can, it's like, we all are raised with these cliches of like, be the change you want. And it's like, I misunderstood that for a very long time. Like I thought that I could change things and it's like, I can, but not by being mad at them. That only, only, only hurts me. That only puts me in a deep, dark place in my life. And, um, I, I think it's a relatable thing and I'm sure that other people deal with it. But I, I mean, there's, I was doing jokes for a year about the fact that like there's other things going on than our phones. And just because there's a pandemic doesn't mean we have to dig into our phones deeper. Do we need to use them as a resource? Absolutely. But um, anything, any resource can quickly turn into a drain. And um, I just think, you know, making things with your hands, whatever, I, like I will doodle. I just doodle for like an, a minute a day and it, it, changes my entire day. You know, I'm, I'm not getting the thing that I used to get and talk about on this podcast, which is human interaction with people I don't know and might never see again. And that was really helpful for me in my life to participate in the world and try to be positive moments in other people's lives, um, and be open to them being positive moments in my life. But that that's gone. I mean, the two things that I do get to do is, uh, foster a, a, a positive and friendly relationship with my next door neighbor and have a good relationship in my home um, and take care of my dog. But I also have to take care of myself and not having those things is helping me to realize that, oh, I need, I need to not even be codependent on human interaction. Like I need to actually be able to be one with myself and be moment to moment connected to a, a bigger understanding connected to the universe and that I have no idea what any of this is, how it's going to look, what it's going to be like. And it's not up to me. And thank God, I don't want that job. <laughs> there are many jobs that I would like to have, but controlling the universe is not one of them. It sounds like a lot of work. Uh, and I do think that this is happening to bring us together. And I hope that you can hear that in because I don't mean it for any reason other than it's got to be that it has to be that it's always that everything that's bad that happens is for us to overcome. That is the point of life. It's for us to understand each other more. You know, we were cast out into the world with shame so that we would overcome that shame and come back to what we were given, you know? Um, and we're not, this virus isn't punishment. It's not punishment. It's a mirror. It's an opportunity. It's a chance to see one another as the same and not the same in any way other than we are all supposed to be here. We're all good. Even the people whose actions are bad. That is the hardest thing to, it's easy to see the good people and think, oh, they're good people. Unfortunately, all people are good. It's their actions. And this thing, every single thing that is happening to each of us through this thing is happening for a reason. 
I feel like every day I learn a new reason for why this is happening. I mean, I, I did a podcast today with my friend Dave Ross and realized like, oh, this, I, I can't do stand up now because I need to learn A, to be grateful for it in a new way because I wasn't. And B, I need to understand what my intentions for doing it are because I had no intentions. And I learned that today, sitting with it and talking with another person. So if those are some things that you can do in your life, I guarantee you it will help. Um, be contemplative, be curious, be um, courageous, be thoughtful, be mindful. Read some books. Read that book that you like laughed at or sneered at or thought was silly or stupid. Give it a shot. Maybe the first page you read will have something on it that you need to know. I don't know. I don't know shit. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate you listening to this show. Uh, I'm grateful to be doing it. I hope everybody's good out there. I'm going to be selling some more of those stay tough, stay tender patches. So keep an eye out for those. Um, those will be up on my website. I don't know when I'll get them, but it will be soon. And then I don't know what shipping will be like, but I'll do my best. Um, so as usual, if you liked it, you liked it. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.